Hi, I'm Derek McFadden, proud to be an author, a poet, and a lover of most things pop culture. I am also handicapped, born with a mild form of cerebral palsy. But please note, this podcast is not called Handicapped Writer. It is instead titled Writing While Handicapped, because that's what I do. Join me as we talk with folks in the book world. And this podcast looks at the world of literature from a perspective you haven't seen before. Welcome into a brand new episode of Writing While Handicapped. I'm Derek McFadden. I am the author of What Death Taught Terrence and the new book, The Santa Claus Agreement. And I am here with a special guest today. Her name is Jessica Aaron Martin. She's an actress, you guys. She does write stuff, uh, but she's also an actress. Now, uh, we we have to be careful how we how we talk about that at this point because there is something called the the SAG strike happening. Uh, can you kind of explain what that is to our listeners? Yeah. So SAG-AFTRA is the union for um, performing artists. You know, we are a union of actors, uh, TV broadcasters, um, folks who do voiceover um, and stunt people. So we're a union that represents a lot of folks. And uh, we have a lot of different contracts with different producers. And the most recent contract negotiation was with the AMPTP. And they are the producers of essentially television and film as we know it, you know, big studio uh, projects. Okay. And so our, our contract was up, we negotiated and we did not come to terms. So we actually, to have a strike, there has to be a strike authorization vote by the membership. And so what our negotiating committee did was put out that strike authorization vote before they even started negotiating. So they were able to come to the table with a 97% yes vote of strike authorization from the membership saying, hey, we're ready to rock if you guys don't you know, play ball with us. Right. And so at the end of the negotiations, we actually extended, um, I think it was like a week or two to uh, negotiate longer, which is something you can choose to do. Like at the end of your negotiating period, you can choose to extend, to keep talking or to sign an agreement or to strike. So we did a a short um, extension. And then at the end of that extension, we opted to strike. So we've been on strike since July 14th. That's 19 days. And we have joined the writers uh, of the Writers Guild of America who started striking on May 2nd. Um, They've almost been striking for 100 days now. So we're all we're all striking together in this hot labor summer. And it is hot here in Los Angeles. And you're striking against the same people. It's the same. Yes. Okay. The same entity, the same people, the Directors Guild of America also, um, because the AMPTP has decided that they will only negotiate with one guild at a time. They started with the WGA that didn't uh, yield any uh, contract agreements. So WGA went on strike. Then they negotiated with the DGA, the Directors Guild of America, they did come to an agreement. So the DGA is not um, on the picket line with us. They can uh, still work. Okay. Uh, and then they negotiated with us, SAG-AFTRA, and that yielded a strike. So they are, I believe, IATSE is next. And what are so, they? 
Ayatsi, um, that is, for lack of a, a better term, like that's our crew. That's uh, okay. folks who are, uh, and, and there's a, a lot of different, what are they called? Uh, I'm sorry, my Ayatsi that's, siblings. That's, that, that's all right. um, but there's like, you know, our Teamsters, there, there's folks who are um, just different crew positions on a set, but they all kind of fall under the Ayatsi umbrella. Um, okay. Also some performers and um, workers at uh, Universal Studios, the theme park, Okay. are also under IATSE umbrella and uh, their contract negotiations are not going well and they are starting to pick it. So, so we're having a groundswell oh, wow. of, of labor being like stepping into their power and saying, this is not enough. You need to treat us better. I knew there were the two strikes that I knew of, but I, I didn't know that there were possibilities of more than that. Um, oh yeah. So if somebody looks at this right now, if, if I'm just a movie goer and I go, well, there's still content. So I don't understand what, right. I don't understand what they're stri- I mean, It hasn't hit the mainstream yet. If you're, if you're a consumer. So do you expect that the strike will be done say by the start of the next TV season in September, or are we looking at a, a, a like a long protracted situation? I mean, I know they said in the WB stockholders meeting that they're hoping to get back to work by September. And I think that is a very unreasonable ask. Because we're in August right now. Because we're in August. That's a month. And and we would need a lot of time to negotiate to to come back to work that early. So I think think we're in it for the long haul. And I think all of us are willing to do that. And I think it's um, a really foolish idea that you can starve out artists because we've been starving the whole time right? and uh like come at me bro like we can we can do this all day um so i think think for consumers to answer your question about consumers you're absolutely right right now that's not really impacting you know going to the to the movie theater we've had a huge theatrical summer which is wonderful you know our our lovely exhibitors um, who run the the movie theaters? I think they really needed that in our post COVID world. Right. Um, unfortunately, we're starting to come to the end of this really great batch of content because right. not only are we as actors striking against the creation and the auditioning for uh, making things, we're also um, not engaging in any sort of promotion. So we're not doing interviews. We're not posting on social media. We're not doing press junkets. We're not doing any of that. And so you see these big studios pushing their big movie releases back, back, back into next year and even 2025 and later because the actors, because it's part of our contracts usually, do all these big promotional tours and that you know, is, is a really big help at the box office for getting folks to the movies and, and spreading that awareness. So none of that is happening right now under the strike. So you have these studios pushing back their releases. They have some movies that they're still releasing in theaters and, mm-hmm. and they're doing that without any sort of promotion. And so maybe I'm just cynical, but look at who's in those movies and who made those movies. Yep. And maybe the studio doesn't care about those people. That might be a hot take, but I think that I think the misconception that people have of actors and writers too is that like not all of us are Stephen King, not all of us are George Clooney. So like people like that can write out the strike. You know, I'm George Clooney. I have Lake Como home. I can write out the strike. But 
like if if you're a working actor who works job to job, a working writer who works job to job, that's not a possibility. That's why you're striking, correct? Absolutely. You know, and, and I think um, folks who are not in this industry, they see like, oh my gosh, these actors, these writers, they make so much money. They're in yeah. Hollywood. You know, why are they striking? They're so greedy. But I think what people don't realize is very few are at the top making these, yeah. you know, above scale paydays and get back end and all of that stuff. And, you know, writers, actors, you know, a lot of us are just kind of, I mean, unfortunately, it's kind of come down to like a gig economy. Uh-huh. But we are, you know, we're journeyman uh, folks who who do work job to job. We are working close to scale. And so we are striking so that our, our scale payment, so that means like the minimum you would get for a, a day of work or a contract okay. of work, the, the union minimum needs to catch up with inflation because those haven't. So we're asking for, so increases in, just for, you know, like cost of living kind yeah. of thing these days. And what used to pay the mortgages for uh, actors, writers, you know, back in the, the heyday of like syndication or, or DVD sales was residuals. Yeah. So you get your, your big chunk of money up front, you know, as an actor, that's your day rate. The big get, payment. Exactly. For the, the job that you're doing. Okay. Exactly. And then anytime, you know, a, a DVD is sold or it's played on television, you get a small fraction of that. Um, and they kind of lump it together, you know, monthly, quarterly payments, and and you get um, residual money coming in. Mm-hmm. And those payments used to be enough that you could book four TV performances a year, four, four jobs as mm-hmm. an actor, and and you could live off of that. Okay. I I did that in 2019, and I could hardly pay my rent. Oh. So that so, was back in 2019. We're in 2023, you guys. Exactly. So it's been a exactly. While. So you know, like the, because of the introduction of streaming, and when streaming was introduced, this is I think another thing uh, you know, folks who aren't in the industry don't know is that when streaming was introduced, they were using a contract called new media, which essentially is like internet stuff. Okay, And that was also the contracts being used for like web series made by folks like you and me. Oh, oh. And so because people didn't think this streaming thing was going to take off. They didn't think it was going to last. They just thought it's just. Yeah, it was like, well, this is a new thing. We don't have a lot of time to think about it right now. Here, just use this Internet thing we made. And obviously we know how streaming went. Right. And that everything is streaming now. And it's the, not going to stop now. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's not. Done. Yeah. And 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 so we kind of missed the boat contract wise on on keeping accountability with streaming because these streaming companies are are tech companies essentially, and they're saying that well, our streaming numbers that's proprietary information. We don't want to share that information, and so we're saying, hey, you know, if if our you know TV show that we did is playing on television. We know that, and right. um, and we get money from that. You can track we ha- it. We, ha- we can track can... it. We see the data, right. and we would like that from you guys. So we know. So we're getting a fair cut of of this, you know, uh, record 
profits that you're sharing, you know, every quarter. Right. And, and they're like, um, we're so sorry. We can't do that. We won't do that because this, this is proprietary information. And so we can't share that with you. So we have no idea. I get a check uh, in the mail for residual streaming. And I'm like, well, I guess this is a fine amount of money. I don't know because, you know, we, we don't know. We don't have the data. Right. They're not sharing it with us. And so it could be wildly underpaying us, which it probably is. Oh, most likely. And so that's that's one of the big things we're asking for is, hey, and, and the writers as well. Hey, back in the day, gig, you know, like working class folks, like most of the people who are in these unions could pay their bills, could qualify for health insurance yeah. from, from just doing a few gigs a year. And now that's not possible because of these streaming contracts, which, you know, everything's streaming now. So that's what it is. Well, I mean, um, I mean, Netflix is its own studio at this point. I mean, they're a yes. streamer, but they're their own studio too. I mean, the, yes. and, and they're one of the main ones who are saying, we can't tell you what you have how many people have watched your show? Now we can we can tell people that we kind of want if we want to say, hey, this is our top watch show of of the year. They can do that. They can they yep. can say and but but they won't tell you how much pe people are watching because theoretically, then they'd have to pay you based exactly. on the old contract. Exactly. And it's just it's insane to me because I don't know if you guys know this, but people who run studios do not do creative. <laughs> they just don't. And uh, and and they sit there and they go, we've only made twelve billion dollars this year. Uh, we can't possibly give you any of it. I mean, basically, that's the last number I saw was twelve billion. That was the that was from Universal uh, and uh, like you know the that was the Universal mm -hmm. uh, Comcast uh, number conglomerate, yeah, conglomerate number. And I was just like, okay, so of twelve billion dollars, you can't give the people who make your stuff. Uh, that money. And then the other thing that was interesting to me as a writer was was the because the writers are striking. And one of the things they're striking about is the possibility that AI might end up writing writing your stuff, you guys might end up writing yes. the stuff you watch. Yes. So I'm going to answer the AI question. But yeah. uh, to, to your point about, you know, they're making $12 billion in, um, I think it's 2%. What we are asking for an increase of pay would be 2% of that, 2%. Now, when we do the numbers, all of us who are striking are like, hey, maybe we should ask for more. Should we, we thought we were asking for a lot, but but maybe we need to ask for more. Yeah. So, you know, we're truly, we are asking for a minuscule amount of pay increases and it's just not possibly something they could pay us. So that's that's kind of the math on that. Right. And, and when, you know, I think, you know, folks who aren't in the industry hear that be like 2%, just give it to them, let them get back to work. You know, you're making record profits, like that's literally pennies for you guys. But to the AI point, yeah, and that is one of the biggest sticking points in the WGA and SAG-AFTRA negotiations is that we are now on the precipice of essentially our professions not existing. Like Which not even scary. like us not oh getting God. paid, just just not existing at all. Right. And so for writers, you know, they're asking for protections that uh, number one scripts not be written by AI because all AI is is plagiarism. 
So these studios can just feed scripts that came around before any sort of contracts protecting against AI, you know, any scripts that they own or they have optioned, feed it into a, a AI generator and say, you know, I want a rom-com with these actors in this setting and I, and I want it for a, a, a theatrical release. Oh. Put it in, the robot makes it. Yeah. And then they're asking for human writers to punch it up. Um, that is a oper- that's a that's something that could happen. And so writers are saying, no, no. we're not going to do that. <laughs> and, you know, you can't bring us something that was written by a, a computer and ask us to punch it up. And also you can't take my work and have it punched up by a computer. Right. And and so, you know, we have this this big folks who listen to your podcast. You know, I know how hard it is to write. Yeah, I talk about that all the time. so hard to write. It is a long process. And the studios are like, well, we don't want to pay you for all of that time it takes you as a human to write when I can just put it in a computer and it pumps it out for free. Yeah. So we're literally on the precipice of an industry without humans. And as an actor, what that means is that they can take my likeness, my voice, and just slap it onto anything. So they they, you know, if anyone has seen the first episode of Black Mirror, this latest season, um, the Joan is Joan. Joan uh, is awful. Joan is terrible. Awful. Yes. Yeah. That is what we're seeing that we're like, that's literally what we're trying to fight, because you can take the name and likeness of any actor who's been scanned and slap it on to any situation in a film and you don't get any money from that. Because theoretically, you didn't do the work. Because you weren't there. Yeah. Or, or they like bought it out or, or like you did a contract on another film. And in the fine print, it said, we can scan your name and likeness and use it in future projects. Ugh. And or, you know, in a project you are in, but they need to add a scene or something. And they're like, oh, well, we don't have money for that. We're just going to AI it. We're just going to, you know, maybe have a a. a just a total robot, like a CGI uh, creation, or maybe we'll just have a really cheap background actor do the mocap. Stand and in. It, stand in, yeah. yeah. Um, so we're getting to the point, it's it's an existential threat to our industry. And if we do not regulate this right now, it's going to be too late. Yeah. I mean, for, for both unions. And that's, and that's, Absolutely. The, scary, and that's the scary thing uh, as a writer. I mean, you guys know I've always talked about, you know, I have two novels. Uh, the, the the first one took me 12 years. It took me 12 years yeah. to write 313 pages or whatever it was. And, it, you know, <laughs> it almost broke me. I'm going to be honest with you. I know that, you know, that you made a, a short film years ago that we went to the theater to see that was hard to write. You you wrote that. You produced it. You did all the things. And uh, and that's, that's hard when you when you put something out that is your creative baby and, and, uh, and then all you want is, is to hear back. What do people think of it? And, 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 and if you don't get that and you don't hear what, what, Oh, that's, it's the worst. It's the worst from, for creatives. We, I mean, we feed on two things. I think we feed on as a writer. I don't know. I don't know how my book's going to do. So I, I write with the assumption that I'm doing this speculatively. I'm saying, I think people will like this. Then once it's out, I'm going, 
I want to know what people think. Mm -hmm. And if, if I am blocked from sharing that by a studio or by some contract that I didn't sign, but you know, it's, that's how it is, then, then nobody's going to see it as an indie author. I tried really hard to get into uh, one of the big five publishers, you know, because I thought, well, then I'll have, I'll have marketing behind me. Mm -hmm. Well, it just didn't happen. So then, then I have to be not just the author, but I have to be the marketer. I have to be the person who says, you should read this. And people say, well, how come, how come authors yell and scream for people to, to read their books or, you know, how come actors when they can will promote and say, you know, please come to my movie because it's not, they, they, they want people to see it. We're not sitting there saying, I'm going to make this. And then just hopefully someone sees it at some point. Yeah. Or just, I'm just going to sit here and wait for a check to come in the mail. Like we do this as writers and as performers, because it's an innate human impulse, I think. Yeah. and need to share stories to to tell stories it's and a i connection. think there's exactly it's that connection and all the way back to you know when all we had was sitting around a fire yeah um and and telling these stories so it is like in our bones every human person and so we are getting to the point where they're going to take that away from us and say Number one, we don't even care about the stories you create. And number two, we don't care about that response of people. You know, they're just assuming I I don't think they're giving audiences enough credit because they're just assuming like, oh, well, people just watch on their phone. They're just going to numb out to like whatever they're watching. You know, they can customize their own show. And the two biggest hits of the summer are original scripts. Mm -hmm. Yep. And people want original storytelling. People want to watch humans. It is like a very, you know, like human need to watch other humans experience things, you know, from the fire to the theater to, to, to cinema. Like this is how we got started and it's almost going to be taken away from us. So something uh, SAG-AFTRA is doing is offering interim agreements to truly independent projects ones that are not associated with the the studios that, that are being struck and saying, hey, if you agree to everything we have asked from the studios, you can do your job. We will give you uh, okay. an interim agreement. And so there are several films and, and television shows that are being able to be produced right now because they're like, yeah, no problem. We think those are fair. And, and right. we'll agree to that. And so we'll we'll see about the success of that because down the road, like, if we're still struck, the, the producers can't take those to any of these streaming giants and have them right. stream on there. So so we'll see how it goes. But that is one thing, you know, these truly independent uh, productions are able to continue so that, you know, we might have a change in in the type of content that's going to be offered in the next year. Because, you know, uh, writers rooms for television, like a, a network television season, sure. they start in the summer. They're yeah, supposed they, to start a month ago. Yeah, they would be in the room now writing yeah. stuff. Yeah, they would, they would have broken the season. They would be writing episodes, you know, and they would be starting to cast and, and shoot. And so our fall network television season is probably not going to exist. So they're going to get really creative about programming. And then it's going to, I think it's going to be kind of like the COVID bottleneck where yeah. people were, were scrambling for content. You know, sure, they, they do have a lot of stuff in the can. 
but we're going to see streamers start taking, you know, stuff that was like a streaming show and they're going to put it on network Mm. because they all own everything. You know, it's a vertical integration of, uh, you know, a studio has their network television, but they also have their streaming platform. So let's take, let's take something from our streaming platform and let's put it on network that hasn't been there before. NBC has Peacock, uh, ABC has Hulu and Disney Plus, and yeah, both exactly, of them. exactly. Uh, CBS has uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, I'm just naming these so that the uh, yeah the the, the, so that the listeners understand. And Fox has Fox Nation. If you really really want to do that, I you know whatever. <laughs> uh, but they they do have they do have places they can put these things. And yeah. so for them to say, well, without a network, you know, without a network season, we don't have anywhere. That's some BS, and we all know it. Because you'll put it on your streamer, which you don't have a contract with the the actors for yet. So uh, it's it's a whole it's a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's we are to the point where things are going to start getting tricky. And all we're going to have left, you guys. I mean, you guys remember that COVID and everybody watched everything. At at a certain point, all we're going to have left is Tiger King. Okay. Yeah. And we're yeah, all reality there. TV is, you know, that's what happened back in the last uh, uh, significant strike was was the, the you know, launch of, of reality television because it's unscripted. You don't need writers. You don't need actors for that. So they started making so much reality television. Now, there is a movement to unionize reality television. Oh, I didn't know because that. of the mistreatment of, of so many people in reality t- television. Um, so that would be a really cool thing. Yeah, they probably um, don't get paid nearly as much as they as they should either. I mean, you're no, and the paid. treatment and and the reason why union started was to have like a you know a limited number of hours worked per day, a right. minimum amount of payment, you know, all of these kind of basic things we take for granted, like a forty hour work week, which by the way, forty hours is non-existent. Like a twelve hour day on a film set is a short day. Okay, so yeah, because you've done so. If you it's so a twelve-hour film a day, can you kind of explain what you would do in twelve hours of of, of of filming to say that it's a short day? What does that What does that mean to you? Yeah, so um, you know, it takes an army to make an episode of television or a film, and so you're you're going to start your day with your crew members, you know, transpo, uh, the transportation department. You know, uh, starting to set up base camp, starting to set up, you know, getting people to where they need to be. And then you have your your um, grip and electric team who's setting up lights and all of that. You have your camera team who's setting up the cameras for the day. The lens is getting all that ready. You have your uh, costume department setting up their stuff, putting um, wardrobe in each of the actors rooms. You have your hair and makeup department getting in. So, you know, if. I might shoot, I might start shooting at like 10 a.m. But if it takes three hours for my hair and makeup, I have to be there by seven o'clock. And if I'm getting picked up by transportation, they have to pick me up at 6 a.m. So then you're shooting uh, your scenes until, you know, who knows when, when you finish your day. Typically in television, I want to say it's like six to eight pages a day that you shoot. Okay. And so you need to, make your day and you know sometimes people don't care about paying overtime so a lot of folks are Uh, working overtime and they're like well we're paying you overtime it's fine you're making the money you're getting more money it's like yeah but we're really tired we're really (laughs) tired and and that's like a legitimate 
a problem about like like people have fallen asleep at the wheel and have died oh, oh, going home. Like oh, it's a legitimate oh. problem. Like people work so long um, okay. on on sets that that these kind of things start to happen. Um, but then at the end of the day, y- your actors have to get out of hair and makeup. You know, costumes has to take their uh, their wardrobe away, wash them, put them away, whatever they need to do. Group and electric has to take everything down. Transpo has to get all the base camp out of your location. So oh there's so much to do on any given day by so many people. You know, a a 12-hour day is luxurious. So when they they say that you have a call time, is the call time the time they want you on set to shoot? Or is that the time you're expected in the chair for makeup? Usually you'll you'll have like when you're expected in hair and makeup and then when you're expected on set. Okay, so there's two different... So that way you as an actor know when you need to arrive to get in the hair and makeup chair. And also for the hair and makeup team to know like, okay, I have two hours with Jessica to to do what I need to do. Right. Okay. Yeah. Normally at this point, I would ask you, what's next? You can't <laughs> tell me. You don't know. And uh, so um, she's a good actor. She got, that's all I, that's all I can tell you. You know, I wish I could, I wish I could say the stuff you've been in. I, I really can't. It's unfortunate because they're really good movies, but I can't say anything. So hopefully uh, when the, when the strike is, resolved you know in 2026 or whatever that is you can come back to us and and tell us what you've just done and kind of and tell us what life on the set was like and maybe tell us some stories but you know if if that would be something you'd like to do once you can do it uh, i'd love to have yeah. you yeah yeah um, you know in in the meantime like i like you said i try to write things i'm working on scripts and theater as well which theater is not struck Please go see theater. Everybody go see theater. Go see plays. And, and also keep watching things on television. Keep watching things in theaters because one of the arguments from the producers is like, well, people just aren't doing that anymore. We're just not making a lot of money. So but if there comes watch, to a point right. where we say, hey, everyone, can you boycott? Can you like cancel your subscriptions? We want there to be a significant difference. Right. You're like, hey, look, <laughs> when people care about how content is made, you're going to lose a lot of money. So well, pay people because that is something your audience cares about. And I'll tell you right now, if everybody decided, you know, and we all banded together and we all decided we're going to cancel our subscriptions right now, those streamers would be in the toilet real quick because uh, there are a lot of streamers that uh, that don't realize how... Cl- I've I've seen the 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 earnings calls with um I think it was Disney and 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 they just lost a bunch of a bunch of subscribers and they're like we're we're, we're going to be fine we're going to be fine which you know they they probably will because they have a theme park <laughs> that's like my favorite place in the world but a lot of places don't have theme there's not a Netflix theme park okay you can't go and to a Stranger Things theme park so. Yeah, if you guys, if we all just canceled our, our our subscriptions right now for all of that, you know, not 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 all the time. You know, you, you can come back, but the yeah. point is, in solidarity with the people who are trying to make your content, 
the the I think this strike would end a lot sooner than it probably will, which is uh, absolutely. But to your listeners, please don't do that yet. Please listen to yet. your uh, Writers Guild, SAG-AFTRA Guild um, representatives and 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 act in solidarity. And, you know, we'll take anybody on the str- in the picket lines. You don't yeah. have to be a member. If you guys like want to help stand her. in solidarity, you you can drop if you're in Los Angeles, you can, you know, drop off treats and, and water and all of that. There's a lot of ways you can stand in solidarity. So so follow, um, you know, SAG-AFTRA on Instagram or WGA uh, East or West on Instagram for all this kind of stuff. You can follow me on Instagram if you want to support me as an artist right now and and learn what I have done or what I might have coming that I can share. And just yeah. like sharing your support means a lot to us and and that's what that's that's what this uh whole uh podcast is i i just really uh my brother is also an actor you're married to him which is uh, i am wild <laughs> it's wild that that was a choice that she made you guys <laughs> but um but but i mean we love him but uh so they're both actors and they both want to get paid fair amounts of money for what they do and i only think yeah. it's fair as a as a writer who does not want to get ai'd i think it's fair all right thank you so much for being here writing while handicapped is a podcast solely owned by the authors on the air global radio network and uh and yeah like i said we'll have you back when we can have you back and we'll talk we'll talk specific movies when we can talk specific movies but i really appreciate this and i think it'll be it'll be enlightening for our listeners to know because because there was some stuff that you told me that i didn't even know so There'll yeah, be some stuff. Yeah, that... there's a lot of info. It's out there. Go to um sagaftastrike.org if you want to know more about what we asked for and what they said no for. So we'll, um we'll, just yeah, and we'll put that in the show notes. Sag after what is what is it? Sagaftastrike.org. Okay, we will yeah. put that in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. And uh and and uh, <laughs> and I feel like I always end the show with goodbye everybody. But today I'm going to um, I'm going to say a special uh, tribute to our um, our uh, executive producer Pam Stack and her little cat. Um, his name is Butterscotch. We're just we're gonna wish the best for Butterscotch. Butterscotch. And we're gonna wish the best for Butterscotch. And we're gonna also say, like Bob Barker would, help control the pet population. Have your pets spayed or neutered. Goodbye everybody. Mm-hmm.